There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. All righty. Uh, today we have this wonderful evening. Thank you, everyone who's joining us or listening in. That we have Neil. How do you say your last name, Neil? It's Twa. Neil, it's great to have you here. I'm so Thanks. grateful. Little glitch and in the matrix, and we're on our way. Yeah, you have quite a story to share with our audience. Uh, you've reinvented yourself authentically uh, to go from a a seven-figure seller um, on uh, Amazon, uh, building, generating over a hundred million dollars, and taking it to multiple e-commerce that you took to exit. And uh, but you didn't start there. You started somewhere totally different. Share a little bit with our audience uh, where you came from and how you reinvented yourself. Yeah, um, I will. As I mentioned to you, and when we got in the green room originally, I'll try to leave out anything that maybe my mom finds interesting, and we'll keep uh, we'll keep to the basics here. Um, one of the things we, we just, just discussed and kind of getting into the, the flow here was uh, musical creativity. Uh, and one of the uh, things that we talked a little bit about in my, my story is uh, that I had gone to school on a music scholarship. Um, I'd actually played classical jazz, went all state in Oregon, uh, and then got picked up by a, a little university, a little arts university out of Iowa. So I moved from Oregon to Iowa uh, right after I left high school. Um, and that really set me on a very interesting path because I thought I was going to be a musician. I loved Wynton Marcellus. I loved jazz, uh, played in the jazz band and uh, played in the classical as well and, and loved the technicality of the classical, which fulfilled one little creativity in my brain. Uh, and then, of course, the jazz and improvisation was actually where I really uh, felt was my strong suit and really, really enjoyed that a lot. Um, but that led to the creative brain thinking and movement and really the structure of school for me at that time was just too constricting. I was dying. I was, I was playing the entrepreneurial game a little on the side. We opened a little website called Bargain Guys 
uh, when I was in college to make some side cash. And we were basically connecting people on the campus with products. It was kind of like a, oh, I don't like an eBay for just the university. And it was called Bargain Guys. And so I got my first taste of e-com and connectivity while I was playing with that. And uh, I actually thought I might head off to Amazon and try to get a job um, when I decided that I really wanted to get out of school uh, because they weren't going to finish teaching me about e-com. And, and I was like, teach me about e-com and teach me about the internet and business. And I'm kind of dating myself because this is just when this was all coming online and being brand new. Uh, and, I, and they basically told me, hey, we don't have anything like that here right now. So you need to go uh, figure it out. <laughs> so I jumped out of college. And I said, well, what can I do? How can I make this work? And I actually got picked up by a little consulting company in Missouri. Uh, and so I left Iowa, went to Missouri, and I, I started teaching myself how to program HTML and building little websites. And this little consultancy was helping companies with websites, and it was helping banks with technical systems and stuff. And cut my teeth on that and actually found out I was pretty good at that. Um, I got hired away by a contracting firm in Kansas. Uh, that actually put me on with Sprint um, there in uh, the Midwest, big uh, company. Uh, and I was doing kind of a knowledge management thing. It was really about how to take interest, uh, you know, uh, knowledge that's tacit or implicit and get it into a system and then have it be able to be consumed by people uh, who were in the support services component. And then this is great opportunity appeared out of nowhere and it was called Sprint Long uh, PCS. And it was, they were mobile uh, launching a mobile phone um, and I got to see the first phone and they said, hey, you want to come over and, and be a part of this new operation? We'll give you a job. Uh, I was contractor and working hourly uh, at that point. And I was uh, doing, you know, pretty decent for a, for a 21 year old kid with no degree. I was making like 30 bucks an hour. Um, and so they said, hey, why don't you come over and run this new division? And it's going to be mobile. And we've got all these website things and we need you to kind of organize it all. And you were building this knowledge thing at uh, Sprint. Can you come over and build this thing with us? And I said, OK, well, let's go give that a shot. So I took that job and five years later, I uh, built up a knowledge management platform for Amazon, helped them launch, uh, excuse me, for Sprint and helped them launch the very first one. Um, IBM was a part of the later half of that project. And one of the principals there picked up and saw what I was doing and said, hey, why don't you fly out to Armonk um, and teach uh, other people within IBM and other clients in IBM how to do what you did at Sprint? And I said, cool. So they offered me a job. <laughs> so with no degree, uh, background in liberal arts and music, uh, I dove into IBM and I was there for almost five years and I got to travel the, the world, uh, hang out with some really cool, super smart people um, and work on some crazy things like the Watson supercomputer and human machine language learning and artificial intelligence uh, for the support industry, customer support industry. And I found myself with some super smart people wondering how in the world did I get here? Uh, as I look back on it now, it's very clear that um, one of the gifts I was given and the abilities were, was to network and communicate uh, and be able to bring two disparate ideas and uh, two different parties and actually get them to understand the ben benefits of what each of them was doing uh, and be able to bring those two totally different things together. And when I learned how to do that really well is uh, kind of who I am, <laughs> actually. Uh, and so I just applied that and realized that was one of the reasons why that was successful. And I thought to myself, you know what, I've been playing this little side hustle thing. I had game server uh, uh, running on the side game servers where multiplayer gaming was happening and people were talking to each other and playing game servers. And we had, I had 20 of them running out of Texas while I was working at IBM. So I'd always had that kind of entrepreneurial mm -hmm. flair. And so uh, when 2007 rolled around, they said, hey, you want to do something new or do you want to go to Argentina? I said, I'd like to do something new. So again, I kind of reinvented myself. I went out and started business consulting and management consulting uh, under my own name. 
uh, and within. So that's you there. So when you had that moment where you said, "I'm going to reinvent myself," yeah, I had an opportunity. What What was the aha moment for that? I mean, I got bored. <laughs> I got bored with what it. I was doing. I wasn't challenged. Yeah. Um, I said, let me go challenge myself and see what I can do, right? Let me go start my own company. There's a challenge, right? Yeah. Uh, and I had the opportunity to do that. And I said, okay, let's just, let's give it a shot. I took the severance. I took the early, quote unquote, early retirement. And <laughs> I went after it. Uh, and right after that, life just threw me a bunch of curveballs. Um, I mm. just gotten married. Um, seven months into our marriage, we found out we were pregnant with our first child. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife had a lot of complications with it and, and uh, she was an RN by trade. And so she was doing a, a lot of uh, stuff at the hospital and, and traveling around uh, with travel nursing and then realized she was going to have to go on bed rest. So after I left my job and got married and found out we were pregnant, uh, she quit her job too um, because she couldn't go anymore. And so I was like, wow, okay. So in the, the span of one year, we left my job, got no income, started a company that hasn't really made it yet. And um, my wife is no longer working and we're pregnant. So yay. Um, <laughs> talk about a lot of stress. Um, and on top of the medical issues that she was having, which was uh, laughable now, not so funny then. Uh, but we worked our way through all that. And, and actually IBM came back and made me a client and paid me about four times an hour what they were originally paying me as an employee, as a contractor and said, bring in two or three other people. We need you to come save a project in Columbus, Ohio. That's bombing. We need you to come save it. And so I went back and for two years I was contracting with IBM on various different products. Uh, and projects and help them deliver the 2010 census uh, with my team uh, and IBM, which was interesting. But then I said, okay, this is boring too. So what do I do now? <laughs> How do I change it up again? Yeah. Uh, and I had this experience now building companies within companies. I had obviously mm -hmm. uh, made a, a number of clients and, and beyond IBM and was doing great with that. Um, I had always played in the internet online space a bit. I just never really fully did much with it. And yeah. at that point I thought, okay, let's, uh, let's see what we can do. And, and this guy introduced himself to me and he said, hey, I do mobile marketing. I said, mobile marketing. Okay, what the heck does that even mean? Uh, he said, well, I, I'm, I'm getting people to install these mobile apps on their phone and this company's paying me for every person who installs this. I said, that's interesting. And I said, what is that called? He said, it's affiliate marketing. I said, okay, mm -hmm. affiliate marketing. Let's see what that looks like. So uh, I found out I had an aptitude. It, the creativity side of me loved writing different scripts and you know campaigns. Um, the, the other side of my technical brain liked the, the mechanism we were doing, even though it was just spreadsheets. Um, there was no mobile interfaces and Facebook ads and Google ads and that kind of stuff to the level that you could get on mobile. So we were literally up, uh, uploading spreadsheets into the back end of these mobile companies and finding out if we were successful or not. Um, and once you we found out, thinking, though, can I stop you there? Yeah. Because you said when you when you had started your businesses and you first left off yep. that you were, um, not making money, but I'm thinking there Correct. had to be a moment where you reinvented yourself and said, Hey, what, what happened inside? What were the wheels turning that had you say, okay, I got to switch gears and get into this new. Yeah. Realm. Well, it was that epiphany of like, what, what am I actually doing? Am I, am I the management consulting person? Am I the yeah. business owner? Am I the salesperson? Like where am I actually in all this? And it suddenly realized that I was trying to play you know, the management consultant role that I originally done when in actuality I needed to be a salesperson. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I gotta be a seller first in all things. And it took about eight months for me to come to that epiphany. I know that may seem really odd to people listening to this and maybe it's not, but it was just that moment of realization that I'm playing the wrong role uh, in my own company. I need to really be the salesperson. 
Um, and the moment that kind of struck me, I started really reaching out to people and inquiring about what was going on. And then of course, guess what? I started making sales and getting consulting gigs <laughs> and started getting more business than I could handle and trying then obviously to run the business at the same time I was selling, which was finding more people to go deliver the projects that I was closing. So like any business person, uh, I just found that I had a great aptitude for the relationship driven side uh, component of business. I had been selling at IBM's level to their clients. I just, you know, I didn't have that moment of recognition that, yeah, I need to be doing the same thing in my own business. Uh, and that really sounds obvious when you hear it, but it wasn't obvious to me at that point. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'm a salesperson. So what do I sell? Uh, it was, you know, let's sell the projects. Let's sell the business. Let's get that running. So when I heard about that mobile marketing thing, it's like, okay, I'm selling again. It's just this time I'm selling mobile apps. I'm not selling mm -hmm. consulting. So I'm like, okay, well, how do I sell mobile apps? Uh, and so that's what I started working on. And I realized it wasn't exactly the same. I launched about 300 campaigns before I made my first sale. Uh, wow. I spent a lot of time banging that uh, down uh, the pipe, trying to figure out what would get somebody to install a mobile app. And it's a little more difficult, I think, than people realize. <laughs> At least it was for me. So I said, you know, okay. It's interesting let's... you say that, though, because yeah. that's exactly what a lot of new businesses is going through. And anyone listening today who's starting a new business yep. will be going through just that. They're doing all these different modes, setting up their website, doing this, doing that. All really, of these different little things. When you're a new things, business, yeah. it's, it's just being a salesperson to start sales with. Sales fixes important. everything. Yes, right. the mentor taught me that later on and finally it banged it into my head. It was like sales fixes everything. It doesn't matter how fancy your business card is or even exactly how your elevator pitch is delivered or you know your website needs to be really fun or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it really gets down to, do you know you can fill a need with someone else's uh, problem, find a solution and convince them that you have the best one and get them to buy it. Um, yeah. And yeah, actually that's uh, what I finally learned how to do. Um, if I just relied on websites and technical mechanics, I would have gone back to a job. I would never would have made it in business because that's not what was making me money. Um, what was making me money was understanding the customer. And so what I really realized is uh, when I finally had that moment of epiphany, it's kind of like, well, who am I selling to and what can I provide? And once I realized, you know, I had this really kind of unique skill set that no one else did, um, who do I sell it to? Who's my avatar, my customer, my opportunity? And the moment I was able to get in front of them and say, well, these are the things I did, here's what I could do. That's when opportunity met sales. And all of a sudden it was like shooting fish in a barrel. Uh, once I hit that 101 campaign on my mobile ads, when I was really, you know, going to make this thing work, uh, it was just a moment of epiphany of what actually worked. And then literally every campaign I launched after that became successful. And when I realized it was overtaking the income, it was less time and energy than my contracts. I started letting my contracts go. Uh, and just started working more on the mobile affiliate application side. At that point, you know, I was making $100 a day in profit and then $500 a day and $750 a day and $1,000 a day in profit. And I'm like, oh my gosh, um, I can do this from an internet connection on my laptop. I don't have to travel. I don't have to go anywhere. And um, I kind of just pursued whatever opportunity I could that would reach that. It wasn't like mm -hmm. stepping back and saying, how do I become an affiliate marketer? <laughs> it was kind of like, you can be an affiliate marketer. You actually figured this out. Um, some people say, you know, I want to do e-com or I want to go sell mm -hmm. products or I want to be a podcaster or I want to go do these things. And in reality, you have to look at it a little bit differently. Um, to invent that person, you need to understand what it is they're trying to do and then decide whether or not it really fits well into your aptitude, skill sets, background, uh, and understanding of who it is that needs that from you or wants it from you. Uh, and yeah. then you can sell it to them. 
And then they'll yeah, actually I, be willing to buy it. I, I love that you say that because a lot of people start out, oh, I do the best, you know, knitted hats or whatever it is. And yeah. Yeah, it's great, great hat. But, it, you know, and oh, I have this passion for this. But again, is it something in the marketplace that people really need and want and are willing to pay for? That's right. And willing to and, pay for it. And it doesn't always have to be super unique. It just has to be a slightly different variation of something that's already working. And I kind of took that and started to apply it at the next thing that I was doing. Uh, and I was out in Oklahoma by this point. Uh, my wife's family was from Missouri and I said, let's let's set up shop in Oklahoma. We bounced off Colorado and she couldn't find a job and we were there in Denver for nine months and, and she had graduated. So I said, let's go to Colorado where we set up shop uh, and uh, we're closer to family. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, well, there's a lot of oil and gas and I'm doing this mobile stuff and you know, it only takes me a couple hours a day. What else should I be doing? What else could I do? Diversify or revenue streams and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so I got with a couple of gentlemen who were doing some really cool stuff with oil and gas technologies, uh, specifically, uh, a technology that is probably the most amazing patented technology no one's ever going to hear about. Uh, it crashed and burned. And when I realized it happened is we were getting investment funds and my partners were cooking the books. I just didn't know it. They had two sets of books. Mm. Uh, I'd leveraged a lot of the money that I made in affiliate marketing into this business and the startup along with some others who had invested. And I got to the point where once I, I stepped into the office one Monday and I just happened across this report and it was uh, different than the one I had originally seen. And I thought, this isn't right. So I pulled up mine and I pulled up theirs and I said, oh my gosh, there's two different books here. Uh, mm -hmm. Funds are going one way and they're not going the other. And it kind of explains where the money was going uh, and why it wasn't coming to me and why we were running out of money. And I thought, okay, this is a very bad thing. Uh, so I said, you know, I need to get out of this. And I went to a lawyer and they said, you know, the best way for you to get out of this is to have those guys uh, do what's called an indemnification of you and the business. And then you're gonna have to go bankrupt because once you do that, you'll have certain protections and uh, that won't blow back on you. So I said, oh, great. So I went bankrupt uh, and that was fun. So once that, <laughs> that process was finishing, I was like, well, uh, do I go back to the affiliate marketing thing that I was doing previously? Do I do something different? You know, what do I do next with myself? I had had experience driving traffic and leads. I had worked with physical products and I'd worked with uh, development R&D. I was on patents and I had all this experience in life. And I thought, okay, do I want to do something different? Do I want to go back to something I was doing? At this point, my whole life had been always about moving forward. So it's kind of like, what's the next thing? I don't want to go backwards uh, and do something from the past. And it just so happened that um, opportunity met that inclination. And a friend introduced me to Amazon and said, hey, there's this thing called uh, FBA, Fulfilled by Amazon. I'm like, what is that? Tell me about that. Uh, and he said, well, it's physical products, which you know about. And it's got all this traffic. And uh, you know, they got products. You can stick your products on there and people will buy them. It's kind of like an eBay only they do it more for like brands and, and mm -hmm. you don't have to ship any of the products. Amazon ships them all. And I thought, well, that's really clever yeah. uh, because I'd had the affiliate marketing and I wasn't dealing with the products myself. I was just moving products for the other client. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, well, I understand that concept. So how do I just do the same sort of thing with Amazon that I was kind of doing with the mobile stuff without touching any of the products? And that's when I realized, you know, that Amazon itself um, has this engine. It's a big like search engine, right, for products, yeah. kind of like Google, but for products. Yeah. Um, and when I realized that, I thought, okay, well, I was building these at IBM. I was learning what these guys were building these engines and stuff uh, and the technology. And I understood how it worked. And I thought, hmm, I wonder if 
Amazon's you know product engine will respond like the knowledge management systems we were building at IBM. And so I started to play with it. And sure enough, I was like, look at that. This kind of responds the same way. It's learning kind of the same way. It wants me to tell it certain things and do certain things. And when it does, it rewards me. And I thought, well, this is fascinating. So for two years, I kind of reverse engineered their platform. Um, not as much as I could have if I was inside the company, but enough to realize that when I did certain things with the system, with products, I could pretty much beat anybody by ranking my product inside of Amazon. And at that point, when you ranked inside of Amazon, there was a lot of traffic, a lot of people who want to buy a lot of things really fast. Um, you think it's a big deal, then it was a two, two lane highway when I started in 2012. Wow. It's a seven lane highway now. Um, and so for eight years, we've been riding that. We've been launching products, launching brands, selling company uh, after company. We've been coaching people uh, to build brands. Uh, we've had some amazing verified case studies um, on our site. You can check it out where people have you know, made a million dollars a month uh, in, in four months and five million a month in nine months. Um, there is a lot to be said about e-commerce. And when I found that groove, I could keep reinventing myself, if you will through different brands and products inside of Amazon, because there's just so much to do. There's just never going to do it all in a lifetime. And you've launched so, over a thousand stores, correct? And we've launched over a thousand products in our various brands. Um, and I've taken out a thousand different students to market in their products and in tens of hundreds of products. Our software we developed in 2014 has launched over 60,000 FBA products uh, since we went out and had clients do that. So we have a this lot of... This is amazing, Neil. This is amazing because I'm guessing a lot of new people listening in might just be, hey, I want to start a business. What could I possibly do? And this sounds like something that's possible that they could start. How do they get started with you and work sure. with Voltage? So Voltage uh, Digital Marketing um, handles the uh, launching. It handles operations and growth and acquisition of brands on Amazon, uh, specifically a focus on FBA brands. Uh, so at voltagedm.com, you can go check out a little video that talks about kind of how we do that with folks. Um, we work with them for 12 months. We ensure that we help them select their products. Um, we do something that I wish someone would have done for me when I got started uh, at the beginning of this journey. And that was we act like an incubator. So when they come into our business, they get our graphics people, our sourcing agents. They work with us to develop the right brand. I take them over to Gold Mountain and keep them from panning in Dirt River, uh, which is a big component of the success we've had for our clients because we know that there's certain places they should go. There's certain product types they should go after. There's the data criteria mm -hmm. because it is a very data-driven business model. And with all this product data, we now know where to go with the data. And it's just a repetitive process in our game plan. So we show them how to execute that with them. Uh, and get their products launched in the market to ensure that they get a successful move. They're not off gambling on products. They're not breaking piggy banks and stealing 401ks to get this out the door with products they're not even confident are going to sell well. Uh, so we help them understand exactly the criteria to support um, the business, to support the growth, and more importantly, to pay them profits um, mm -hmm. because revenue is vanity and profit is sanity. You know the saying, right? And cash flow is king. Yeah, so, true. so many people come to me who have tried this on their own and three or four months into it, they're like, I put too much into a product. Amazon stinks at selling all my sales and I'm barely making like a dollar or $5 in profit and I can't pay myself on that. And it's kind of a same sort of sad story, unfortunately. Um, but we play a very different level of game now in Amazon and we teach people how to build a real business. Mm -hmm. um, we call it our platinum principle. 
And that is the understanding that a business built um, from the very beginning with the end in mind is worth way more when you sell it than any time during the business building phase. So these businesses are grown to 12 to 18 months. Once they mature past a certain revenue and profit line, uh, they're sellable uh, in those brands. And those brands can be hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars in sales at the time you, you put it up for sale. So we kind of start people down that path and really help them understand how to build an entire business and then repeat the process and do exactly what we do, uh, which so is build these brands up and sell them. What I love about this is you've done all the legwork. So people Correct. don't have to struggle like like you did in the beginning, figuring out no. what sells, where to go, who are your clients. You show them, here's what's sellable, here's what people want. We've done the legwork, we set you up and you don't have to go broke doing it, but at the same nope. time you get to build a viable business. This sounds like right. exactly what people want. I have it right down there at the bottom of the screen. So anyone listening in, you've thought about starting a business, you didn't know what you could possibly get started doing, this might be your avenue. Uh, to start your first business. So I, I just have to thank you, Anil, for sharing this great wisdom today with our audience and coming to our our third Unleash Your Story um, live stream. It's been a pleasure having you this evening. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate you giving me opportunity to, to share that with everybody out there. And hopefully there was some value gained from somebody listening tonight. I know there was. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.